Hello and welcome to Life After Child Loss or Parents Grief. I'm Angela, your host. On today's episode, I want to first start us off by saying thank you guys for all the love shown for our first two episodes. Um, I apologize for not being able to release last week. I was um, a little under the weather and um, we weren't able to follow up as I had planned. Nevertheless, we're here this week. And again, I want to say thank you guys for all the love shown, your thoughts, your prayers. Um, I know last week's episode was very unexpected for many. Um, And my whole point to doing that was specifically to be as transparent as possible. When I, uh, when the Lord directed me to doing this, um, he showed me something bigger than me. And by doing this, it opened up so much because for me, I had to, I have to be careful. Let me say that I, I do have to be careful about how far I go back. Um, as far as my feelings go, you don't just repeat this or, or decide that you're going to be, you're going to tell your story about how your child died. There's nothing simple about that. Let's, let's get that, make that clear now. Um, it took me at least, at least 15 takes before I could even get through that particular episode by telling that story. Um, I did have a previously recorded one um, where I shared everything before, during, after. And I changed, I decided to go back through that and um, just do it again and just share it through what I seen in particular that day. I wanted you to see it from my eyes, um, my day. And, um, but I can't expect anyone else to share their story with us if I can't share mine. It's not easy for anyone. Um, as I said, it took me at least 15 takes just to get through it without even crying. Um, and, and it takes you to a dark place. I mean, that day for any parent is forever burned in their memory. It's something that you don't forget. Whether you were there uh, when it happened or that knock at the door or that phone call is something that you never, ever forget. And to be able to share it um, with anyone is always will always be painful. Um, but God is who he who he says he he is. That's why I'm careful about telling people to be strong when they go through something tragic. Um, because if we're wanting them to be strong, then what use is God? I mean, I mean, am I right? I mean, think about that. How can he be strong? How does his strength show up? 
if we're telling people to be strong. No, no. So I, and that's just my personal thing. I don't, um, I'm careful about certain things that I say now, very careful. Um, but God always gives me the strength to be who I need to be for whoever in that mo in those moments. It's never any, none of this is in and of myself or apart from, uh, apart from God. All of this is God. I don't get the credit. I don't take the credit for nothing. Um, I refuse to take the credit. I thank you guys for your support, but I give honor and praise all goes to God for any of this. So again, thank you. Um, we'll be right back to start our show. We're going to uh, do two parts. I'm going to follow up with some um, the questions and comments from last episode. I'm gonna follow. I'm gonna answer those questions that people left, and then we'll take another break and we'll talk about um, the the tragic, tragic accident, um, helicopter crash that involved Kobe and his daughter and the other people aboard that helicopter, uh, because there's some important things that needs to. There's some things that need to be in, addressed about that. Um, and, and we'll get to that. Again, thank you guys for your love and all the love shown from last week. Remember, if you have any questions or comments, please leave them. I, uh, I really do appreciate it, and they all will be addressed. Hey guys, and welcome back to Life After Child Loss of Parents Grief. I'm Angela, your host. And this segment, we're going to just, I'm going to answer the questions that was left um, by many of you from our previous episode. And the first question was, what made me do that episode or tell about the day my son died? Again, like I said before, um, it was more about transparency. Um, I can't ask someone else to share their story if I'm unwilling to share mine. Um, nothing about it was easy. I mean, I, I live that every day. Every day. My life completely changed on that day. And not just my life. Um, the, the lives of everyone around us, my families. Life changed that day. As with any death, death changes things around you, changes you, changes how you look at things. And um, a lot of times we're an inquisitive people and we're quicker to assume what happened versus asking what happened. We'll go by somebody else's version versus the person's version. I think many people would be uh, will respect you more. Well, let me just speak for myself. I would respect you more if you just came and asked me what happened versus just assuming or going by what someone told you um, happened. And um, 
So for me, being able to share that, God giving me the strength or God's strength showing up to uh, allow me to share that with you guys um, means more or should mean more to you than you could ever possibly know. Um, It wasn't me um, sharing that with you. Um, It was more so God. I had to, in doing this, doing these uh, a podcast and starting a support group, um, I I questioned God on a different level. And then it wasn't, really wasn't me questioning God. It was me arguing <laughs> more with myself, but arguing with God that I did not want to, want to do this. Like, this is not what I wanted to do. This is not what I seen for myself doing. Um, and obedience is always better than sacrifice. And everything I, I can honestly say that everything that I thought I would be doing or was gonna going to do or try to do uh, never worked. It 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 just it wasn't working for me. And um, I was told if I wanted manifestation. I need to just be obedient to God. And and it wasn't that, it wasn't so much that I didn't want to be obedient to God. I didn't, this is death. We're, we're, we're talking about death. Excuse me. And, it, and this isn't something that's just so enjoyable that many people could find, you find joy in. You know what I'm saying? Like on the surface, how do you find joy in talking about someone who has had to bury the child. And so I wasn't, I wasn't looking at the bigger picture. Um, the Lord was showing me things. The revelation from the time my son died to now has been so great. And a lot of times we receive the answers that, uh, to the questions that we have of God. Um, and we ignore them. And on the surface, you know, a mother's heart, speaking from a mother's heart, I just didn't see me sharing all of this or doing anything like this for nobody, for no one. Like, and but to know now, to now know that it is helping and has helped so many people. Um. It, it it gave me a new perspective. It it really did. It really has given me a, a, a broader perspective of things and how this really affects other people. Um, because I've ran across a few people and met them that did not come back from this, from something like this. Um, it was too much. I've met couples who are now divorced because they couldn't they just they just couldn't get it together for themselves to get through it or get past um their their the loss of their child and um I think it says a lot about God and who he who he is if we allow him to be in our lives and um 
So anyway, I, I'm thankful. Um, but that's the real reason why I I shared that episode. Um, I shared my story with you guys. Uh, it was not easy at all to do. But God is who he says he is. So next question is, do I think time has something to do with it? No. God. Simple. Um, I think time, over time, um, we get a chance to reflect and, but what we, what we do with that time, because I read where one of the biggest mistakes we can make is thinking that we have time and we really don't. And, but the fact that you're still here says something um it says so much about who um about about you about god um we all have a purpose we all have a purpose and i think our purpose outweighs time and it's just my personal opinion we can argue that on another day if y'all feel so feel the need or whatever but um I don't, I don't, I I wouldn't say time did anything. I give all credit and honor to God for where I am now in my journey, in my walk. Um, Because I went down so many different paths trying to find my own way apart from God. Because I was upset with God. I was very upset with God over this. And... That's another episode for another day. Um, But because he so loved me, and because he so loves us, um, he he knows. And so I'm I'm forever, forever grateful. Was there anything in particular that changed significantly for me? Yes, life. Life. Um, the way I see things, the way I see people, the way I view people, even myself, there, there are things that, um, I thought I would be doing. There are things that I thought I wanted to do. Um, there are things that, I I, I mean, that, that's, that's a, pretty complex question honestly um there's just things that I don't view the same anymore like things that I thought mattered no longer matters I can't be specific at this point um, just off the top thinking about it now but things will fall off of you that you won't even realize to maybe months or years later. Um, things that you were just used to doing uh, every day, you don't do them anymore. And I'm so careful now um, when I, I read about a situation or see it on TV or whatever. When I hear about... Um, 
someone's child passing away, my heart instantly breaks. Like I'm, I'm more sensitive now than I ever was, um, than I've ever been in my life. And at first I was ashamed of that because many people that like really knew me or know me now, um, or knew me then, they could tell you, like, I, it wasn't that I was, um, nonchalant about stuff. It's just, I wasn't as sensitive as I am now. Um, and, but, but when I hear about that or, um, read about it or whatever, my heart instantly breaks. And I think a lot of, a lot of bereaved parents are like that now. You know, I don't know, um, how can you not? How can you not be though? And it's more than just feeling sorry for someone. Um, this is a whole nother level of experience. When you and 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 to know that people can be so um, cruel to others, to parents who who've had to lose that, who have lost their child and had to bury their child, is beyond me. Like it, it really throws me off a lot that people can be like that. And and we're talking about their own family. A lot of times it's their own family that's telling them they should get over it. What? How how do you do that? So yeah, um I, I do I view things so differently now. Um a lot of things my whole life changed. My whole life changed. Um, on that day and I, I don't wish it on anyone I, I tell people don't even try to imagine having to do something like that like at all don't do it next question do I have any regrets ooh now no um, I think my life as a whole, there's a, there's a lot of things that I, in, in my past that I regret, but, um, I got past those, right? Because you can't live your life in regret, uh, with full of regrets and try to move forward and have a productive life or happy life or successful life. You can't move forward with that with those regrets hanging on your back like that. Um, and I think everything that happened that day, um, at one point, um, knowing after I found out, or figured out what happened with Jordarian, um, I stopped taking medications altogether. Um, anything, and I have chronic back pain, and um, I just, I I wouldn't take anything on purpose. I even told my doctor um, that I didn't want anything. No. No. I just soon suffer. How do, how do I live pain-free, physically pain-free, and my son... I've had to bury my son. What sense did that make? That didn't make sense to me. I didn't understand that. 
And um, I didn't think I deserved it. Like, I didn't. I didn't. So I, I had that regret. And I had to get past it. And, and that was work. That was work. I had to put in a lot of things transpired and has transpired during this journey uh, in order to be here and be able to talk about it now. So, um, but now I don't, I no longer have any regrets. Um, and I'm so thankful again. I'm, I'm thankful to God for all he has done for me to get me to this point. Um, was there an investigation? Yes, there was an investigation. Um, what, what many people don't know about that investigation is that, um, and I, and I found out maybe a year and a half later that, um, they were going to, or at least thinking about charging me with the murder of my son. Um, as appalling as that can be, um, I thank God in that situation simply because I didn't even know that. And, um, but God had things already in place. There was protection already there that I knew nothing about because at that point, if you couldn't give me my son back, nothing anyone had to say about it, any opinions, um, anyone had the people that walked away from me. Um, I, I didn't care at that point. I, I didn't care. Who cares? You know, um, people are people. Um, I didn't realize that, um, I mean, I was transparent then. I myself went to the police station and told them what I um, what I found out, um, and I endured the questions. I, you know, answered all the questions. There were three, um, newspaper articles about what had happened. The first one, of course, was child suddenly dies. Um, the second one was after the autopsy report came back. And people shared, uh, I mean, and they shared what it was he um, died of. And the last one, last article was um, how it was ruled an accidental overdose. And that's how I found out by the paper. The police, uh, no one came, no one called or came to my house and told me anything. Um, I found out by the paper. And then to find out a year or so later that um, they had considered bringing charges that they was trying to uh, understand how um, I couldn't know or didn't know. And I could go on and on about that. But anyway, there was an investigation. It was ruled um, accidental overdose. And I found out just like everyone else in Camden found out by the newspaper. So would I say this loss made me super sensitive? And I've already covered that. Yes, 
I am very sensitive now, a lot more sensitive than I care to acknowledge at times, but um, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, and last question, aren't you ready to move on? <laughs> and I, I guess I would have to ask, what do you mean by move on? Um, I think I have moved on. I'll never forget about my son. I will forever mourn my son. And and I don't know in the context in which that question was asked. Um, a lot of these questions um, was anonymous or just initial. So I'm not. I'm just gonna. I didn't write down um, the initials from people that left them, but. I can only say to that person um, to get an idea for you. I want you to get an idea of what I've endured and what so many other parents have to endure with this. If you have children, if you have a child, um, let them stand in front of you and you pick which one you think you could live without. Just pick one. If you only if you only have one child, um, imagine living your life without that one child. Simple. And then you tell me um, if you think you could move on. I mean, there's it, this is such a it's a lifelong process. It's a lifelong process, and you can um, you can stand still in it. You will stand still in it for a while. Um, and once you um, you you'll go through so many different phases and um, with with this that you there be times where you don't even know if you're coming or going. The fact that you'll find yourself trying to figure out how to get out the bed. How, uh, when you finally get a good night's sleep or, or fall asleep and you wake up crying, drowning in your own tears, trying to catch your breath. So, um, the fact that I'm even, I've made it this far again, I thank God, um, I am moving on, but I'll never move on without the love of my child in my heart and the thoughts of my child in my heart and on my mind. Like, And I, and I find that, I do find that very offensive. And they, whoever you are, you may not have meant it to be offensive, but to me that is very offensive because that was my child. And I'm not sure people really grasp what this does like and and again the only way I can I can get you to really understand is that imagine your children stand if you have kids let them stand in front of you and just pick one just pick do you think you can honestly pick one to live without think about that so before you before um, you guys ask anyone else that or say that to someone, 
please, 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 I beg of you, please don't. But if you find yourself and you do, um, imagine. Imagine that. Picking one of your own and trying to see yourself without that one. I have a hard time now. And Corey, um, with Corey being a whole nother state away. Like he's seven hours away from me. And, um, you know, at one point I had to tell him, you know, um, I would be this way regardless. If it was, if it had been him, of course, I'd feel the same way. I'd feel the same way. But, um, yeah. If you know someone, I know of a parent who has, who gets up every day, who manages to get up every day. No matter the length of time. Who manages to go to work every day. Who manages to function. Then know that they're doing the best that they can. They, they, they really are. And it takes so much from you. Um, because grief is love with no place to go. Anyway, we'll come away, we'll take another break, and then we'll come back and we'll cover, we'll talk about the tragic helicopter crash involving Kobe Bryant and his daughter and the other um, victims on that, the helicopter, and some of the things that um, have been, that are often overlooked when a celebrity dies. Hey, welcome back to Life After Child Loss, A Parent's Grief, I'm Angela, and this last segment, we'll we'll talk about, um, I, and I share my thoughts on the tragic passing of Kobe Bryant in the, that tragic helicopter and the, all the victims of that uh, tragic accident. Um, the first thing I want to say is, uh, of course, our thoughts and prayers and love and hearts goes out to all the families of each and every victim that was on that um, helicopter. Um, it's such a tragedy. I mean, there's no other way of putting that, um, the lives lost. Um, and of course, uh, when a celebrity or athlete passes away, um, a well-known one, um, of course the media attention is greatly focused on that particular person. And I mean, that's to be expected. I don't think that's done out of a uh, lack of empathy of about my thoughts about the other families. Um, that's just how that goes, I suppose. Um, either way, I think that we'll lose sight sometimes as if they were the only person that passed away, um, especially with something like this. Um, and but I I wanna I wanna say that I'll point out that Kobe Bryant wasn't the only parent on that on that uh, helicopter. We need to under you know understand that um, there was a mother and a father on that um, on board that um, passed away along with their child and. There's children left here whose um, 
lost their parents and sibling as well. Um, and and and, and the one one of the major things I wanna I want us to walk away with is that, and and this goes um, not just a public mourning. Um, even with private ones, you know, everyone mourns you or mourns that loss. It's, it's heavy. It's, it's a presence. The presence is heavy um, when it first happens. That first week, um, everything is shared. You see the pictures and the memes and uh, the shares of everything especially on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Um, they're shared and it's very heavy. But after that week, and, and we do that, even in even when it's not a celebrity that, that has passed away, um, in our own communities, we we mourn those people for that week after that funeral, or it's memorial service, stuff start dying down. And that's when the real uh mourning begins. When when because you have to understand that um your life stops. Your world stops. And Everyone else's world is is still going. It still goes on. Life goes on for you. For those that are mourning, it's still at a standstill. They're still left guessing. They're still left trying to figure out what to do next. Like, what am I supposed to do? Where did everybody go? Where what what happened? Everybody was here just now, uh, uh, last week. Now everybody's gone. What am I left to do? What am I supposed to do? And oftentimes, and it's, I mean, you can't, you're not blamed because your life keeps going. Your life, your world has to keep moving. Um but I, I'm saying, I say that to say this, to be more empathetic or more sympathetic towards, for the people. Um, when you, if you really want to be there for someone, thoughts and prayers are only going to go so far. I mean, you can tell them that. We tell them that. But what are you doing that actually helps them. What can you do? It ain't all about trying to find the right words. What are you doing? Show up. Show up. Um, or call. Hey, um, I, I want you to eat something with me. I want you to go to lunch with me. Or let's have breakfast. I'm going to come over and I'm going to fix breakfast for you. Or even if they don't eat but a bite. Or... Even if they're not hungry, yeah. I mean, I mean, do something, do something. Hey, I'm at the store. I'm gonna pick up a few things. Um, 
a few things I noticed that was at your house. Let me let me get that. I mean, it's certain little things. It's the little things that mean so much to us and to that can mean so much to those people that are dealing with um, the loss, especially such a tragedy as this. And and all losses are are tragedies. Um, there's no comparing them, and I I hope that no one thinks that I'm trying to compare it. And you you don't you can't compare it because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how people pass away. To me, it doesn't because at the end of the day, the the main thing after all of that goes away, the fact that for many and for all of us is that someone had to someone died and they were buried and we'll uh, get away from that we'll lose focus of that it doesn't matter how long it's been it doesn't matter how old they were it doesn't matter how they passed away the fact is at the end of the day they have to be buried and they have to be buried mostly um, for this we have to bury our children. And um, I think that trumps anything. And um, I hope that we become more empathetic. I've seen some posts, man, listen, I've seen some posts that made my skin crawl. Um, there's a video and I hope it's not, no longer circulating because I, I wouldn't share it. A guy on there, um, was talking about, was laughing at the fact that Kobe Bryant had passed away and that he was a rapist and this, that, and the other. And he was just going on and on. And I just stopped listening to it. I cut it off and went past that. People... There are some cruel people in the world. Um, some people, there are a lot of people out there that are focused more on what you did wrong than they will what you did right. And um, that again, that's another topic for another day. But you have to be in, and also before I say that, um, for the people that were making posts about people who don't know, didn't know Kobe Bryant and uh, felt some type of way. You don't have to know anybody. And I'm not even going to defend it. What I'm saying to you is don't defend it. You don't have to give those people um, any kind of clout. Don't give them nothing extra. Don't give them no extra clout. Um, so what? You do what you feel like you need to do. I mourn Prince like he was my brother. Like he was my brother for real. I watched Whitney's funeral on Lyman Jane. Well, parts of it anyway. But, I mean, they impact our lives. And that, that can't be taken away. So, um, it's a loss. And, and it's a great loss, you know. And it's sad. It's a sad, it's a sad situation. Um, I can't imagine 
um, having to bury my dad and my sister at the same time. I couldn't have had. To, I couldn't imagine having to do that, or even a husband and child. You can't imagine having to do that. And Vanessa, uh, she's not the first one that has had to do that. You know, it happens every day, and I'm not taking away from anybody's pain, anybody's situation. I'm saying to you that death is real. We know it's real, um, and it's a part of all of our lives in some kind of way. You know, we'll all um, be mourned by someone at some point. Um, you can be up today and down today. You can be here today and gone today. You know, people say all the time, you know, one day you're here, the next you're gone. Maybe you can be here today and you can be gone today. That's just a fact. And um, make the most of your life. Live your life to the fullest. Love those who love you. Um, and don't just say it. Show them. Love is an action word. And I think for so many of us, We'll get so busy with our with our careers and our professions and um, with our jobs that we forget to live and we forget to love. We forget to show people that we love them. It's more than just saying it sometimes. Show them that you love them. I mean, I, I'm kind of... Uh, I suck at, at, at communication when it comes to family. Um, I've always been the type, if I know you're okay, you know I'm okay, then we're good. And I'm working to change that. I have siblings in several different states that I don't always get to talk. I don't always talk to. I don't always call them. They don't always call me. And it's, it's still love there. It's always going to be love there, but I want us to work on, I really want to work on being better at that because, like I said, you can be here today and gone today. So love those that love you. Um, parents, love your kids, man. Show your kids that you love them. Hug them tight. Um, and, and do something with them. Moms and dads, life is precious, and, and your children are so precious. They're a gift from, from God. And I encourage you, I encourage you, strongly encourage you to love your kids. Hug them, kiss them, uh, and, and do things, do as much as you can with them, you know. Do as much as you can with them. If you have grown children that live out of town, the video call them. Uh, something. I mean, do as much as you can. Do what you can. Um, take the time out of your busy schedule to love your children. And, and um, children that listen to this, those whose parents, if your parents are still alive, um, 
call your parents, love your parents, love on your parents, man. Uh, I'd give anything to have my mom and dad here with me. I miss them so much. Um, and to be able to share that means so much. And because one day you'll only be left with memories. And the memories sometimes will sneak out of your eyes and roll down your face. So to end this, we'll, um, I want us to give 24 seconds of silence and a prayer to all of those families um, and survivors of the, the, the law, those that are, were tragically lost in the helicopter crash on Sunday. So I love you guys again. Thank you so much. Um, before we do the 24 seconds of silence, remember in Christ we find purpose for the pain, strength for the struggle, and faith for the fight. I love you guys.